Please be seated. Good morning, Cathedral Church. I want to open this morning with a question. What keeps you up at night? What keeps you up at night? Is it problems with your family? Is it your finances? Is it work-related? I ask because lately, brothers and sisters, I have had trouble sleeping. And there's nothing in my personal life. Right now, my uh, family's great. My roommates are good. My coworkers here at the cathedral are okay. <laughs> All right. No, I can't sleep sometimes because it seems that the past few weeks and months Going back as far back as our presidential election, there's been a series of revelations and epiphanies and disasters, which make me question everything I thought I knew about our country, our community, and my place within it. And it keeps me up at night because I keep asking myself, what part am I playing in all of this? For starters, there's been the Me Too movement in which so many prominent male figures in our society have been ousted for sexual harassment. Subtle and not-so-subtle actions perpetrated by these famous men were seen as the status quo, unfortunately normal, but now they have been shown for what they really are, byproducts of a society that perhaps has taught its generations of young men the wrong way to be men. And then there has been a personal revelation I have had after reading books like Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow, in which I have learned of the devastating statistics involving our prison system, that the prison population in this country has gone from nearly 400,000 people in 1980 to 2 million today, that African Americans are incarcerated at more than five times the rate of white Americans. And then last week, the revelations got real. The epiphany got personal. When leaked footage from the Asheville Police Department showed officers harassing, then brutally beating, choking, and taunting an unarmed African-American man for jaywalking. His name is Johnny Jermaine Rush. He was walking home after a 13-hour shift at work and he is lucky to be alive. I've watched the body camera footage two or three times now, and while I am shocked at the brutality of the officer in question, I have grown even more shocked by how normal it all seemed. How routine this is, even for cities as progressive as Asheville. Johnny's story and the police brutality we witnessed have rocked me. And it's been keeping me up at night. Because I keep asking myself again and again with all of these revelations, am I a part of this? Am I guilty? Have I stood silently by and let this become routine? And that gets me thinking about John 3.16. And it gets me thinking about Nicodemus, to whom Jesus is speaking in the gospel passage today. Nicodemus a symbol of the religious elite. He had a seat at the most prestigious religious council in Jerusalem. 
He knew all the prayers. He knew all the customs. He was held in high esteem by everyone in his community. But despite all of that, Nicodemus was having trouble sleeping the night he snuck out and heard John 3.16. Something was keeping him up at night. A series of events that had taken place in and around Jerusalem had left him rocked. Miracles, extraordinary teachings, a new energy in his community. They had all left him thinking that maybe all the wisdom he had gained and the prayers he knew by heart and all the customs and his prestige, maybe all that was wrong. And so Nicodemus was sneaking out under the cover of darkness so that he could confront the man responsible for his tossing and turning. He was sneaking out to meet with Jesus. Now we have reached the halfway point here in Lent, and if you haven't figured it out yet, Lent is about confronting uncomfortable and inconvenient truths. It's about confronting the things that keep us up at night, the currents running through our community that leave us questioning, that leave us hurting and broken. Now, we will get to Easter one way or another. April 1st is coming soon, but we will not get there as a resurrected people unless we wrestle with the truths and confront the things that keep us up at night. And truth-telling can be a lonely place because it involves things that we really don't want to hear. And it requires a place of its own, away from platitudes like, Everything will work itself out, because it won't. We need to stop telling ourselves that we are better than this each time a disaster occurs and confront the fact that if we were, something like this wouldn't have happened here in America, here in Asheville. We need to really ask ourselves, Asheville, are we better than this? All souls, are we better than this? As painful as it is to admit that we are not, it is exponentially more destructive if we pretend that we are. Lent, wrestling with uncomfortable truths, is the only real way to transformation. It is the only way that we get to the cross on Easter morning, a resurrected people. What does it mean to be resurrected? What does it mean to be transformed? Some of you may remember longtime North Carolina Senator Jesse Helms, who for most of his life was an outspoken conservative voice against many things, but especially for against donating money for people with AIDS in Africa. And then suddenly, at the age of 79, was transformed after discussing scripture with, of all people, Franklin Graham and Bono from the rock band U2. In the wake of his resurrection that day, he introduced emergency legislation for half a billion dollars for African nations struggling with AIDS. Crying, he proclaimed that he was ashamed that he had done so little. Transformation. Resurrection. Later on in the Gospel of John, we will see that Nicodemus, the stalwart of the old school religious establishment, is also transformed by the late-night conversation we read here 
with Jesus. So much, in fact, that he goes on to defend Jesus in public. And he will be present on the dark day of Christ's crucifixion. He will appear after all the apostles have fled. He will walk up to Golgotha in plain view of Roman and religious authority, carrying balm so that he might bury his Savior. Reputation be damned. Social class be damned. He was going to bury Jesus, and that's transformation. That's resurrection. And that's what we need, Cathedral Church. That's what we need, Asheville. The Me Too movement, the industry of mass incarceration, the scourge of police brutality on black Americans. Resurrection is so desperately needed here right now. But it will require us to acknowledge that we are wrong and perhaps we are broken. It will require us to finally confront the things that keep us up at night.